most of the people in this society, they experience war and hardship for every level, economy-wise, education-wise, and so on. But don't get lucky that it took some flashback for PC for the trauma of the war. And I remember one old lady said to me, I survived two to three wars and being my husband killed from front of me, but this is the hardest one. And I said to her, why? She said, I'm getting mad, I'm getting crazy. That is what she used, I'm getting mad because I feel alone. It's nowhere I go, it's just my walls I'm talking to. We are call center connected to each other. Somebody calling me saying, this my neighbor, she outside and her husband beating her up. What I do? Somebody saying, I'm breaking down mentally. I don't know what to do. Somebody telling me, is it? and I become in this call center for the breaking down in the society. It was one of the most harrowing and uh, moving uh, interviews that I did during that first period of research. When we came up on the train, from Birmingham, we actually didn't know what was in store for us at all. We got a cab from the station and we arrived um, at the uh, youth centre that Aisha runs and Suad had um, organised a range of incredible women to speak with us. And we saw Suad's Birmingham, you know. So Aisha runs the uh, youth centre um, and we also met Fatima who's a volunteer there who runs one of the coffee mornings um, and we also met Faiza who runs a community radio show. And that is, that is this woman what makes me really love what I do. To see them and, and just they doing amazing things. We are connecting in this link and this together in all of us. So the way that people have dealt with this dislocation and this trauma is basically to call on people like Aisha, who then call on people like you, who then call on people like Pfizer. Exactly. By looking back now, I thought we did so many things. At that moment, we didn't realize the amount of things that we're doing. Be in mind, I'm a mom of three, I have my own kids, and I have my own life, but my kids have to cope for me to go out of the house six in the morning and come back eight o'clock at night. They have to cope with that. And they understand why I'm out. Because if they didn't, um, I didn't get that support, I won't be able to do what I did and support those people. Aisha, uh, she's, yeah, she just calls me up and says, yeah, Fatima, you okay? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I've got some food here. Do you want to come and pick it up? <laughs> I've got a box, loads of foods. And the kids were so happy. They're like, oh my God. They remembered us, you know? The support from the government, the NHS, for our community was very limited, very, very limited. It was up to us how we can help our people to 
passed the messages that the government was giving out. So it was that's where I come in, where I invite people who are like doctors, nurses, community leaders, a variety of people who has the knowledge to support the community and tell them, look, this is the new rule. You need to put face mask. Oh, and why? So people call in. I have asthma. What should I do? Uh, you know, I'm struggling that way. What should I do? You know, just information for the community mainly. I am the breadwinner of the family, so I have to go to work and make sure everybody, everybody else is okay. So that's been really emotional. That's been hard. I've been just driving one time and I'll just start crying. I don't know where I'm doing it now again. But yeah, it's been really hard. I don't think I can rest now. I feel like I have a huge responsibility on my shoulder. And I constantly think of how to be able to release a pain from someone or I release a struggle from someone. And for me, I don't think I can rest any time. You can see that people have been affected by the way they look at you, the way they talk. Well, I'm, the, I'm a volunteer here in the Dream Chases once a week uh, for uh, the coffee morning for the moms. And the amount of things they have, they talk about. Like this Wednesday, let's just take an example. There's a lady crying, coming to the coffee morning, and she just started crying whilst we were just having a chat about the NHS. And you can see people are having breakdowns. What Austerity did was strip out funding from the local level of government in the UK. Um, and the result were relationships and spaces that had folded or collapsed um, because they just weren't able to go on in that kind of um, environment of starvation. We felt this sense of abandonment, you know, that, that they couldn't rely on the state, that the health service wasn't for them. And so that meant they had to rely on each other. They had to turn inwards. And what was really um, horrible was that often the mechanisms by which those communities survived, you know, turning inwards on each other, were then further stigmatized um, as sources of transmission. So we see this kind of dynamic of further isolation and further kind of stigmatization um, exacerbating existing forms of systemic racism. There is a systematic discrimination my community really face every day, in every aspect of life. You know, I call my GP and ask I need a support. The answer at the end of the other call is, go online and fill up a form. And they don't even know whether I have the access um, if I have access to the internet, no question asked. The housing, Birmingham City Council, is, is really bad when it comes to our community. My people are suffering. No one is taking our voice to the local government. No one's doing that. We don't have councillors. Our community leaders are trying their best to put our problems out there, but no one's listening to us at all. Crime is going high. Um, but everywhere is closed. Is he, is he oppressing these kids to be at home and to not do anything and expect them to do well in life? So what can we do differently? That's the question. I think the government 
has put on a lot of blame on us so much that we are at the end of the day taxpayers and we haven't got anything back we haven't they haven't done anything for us they've closed down all the most important places that's something that i wish that would change that they give more funding to the people that actually the organizations that actually are helping people I don't have my immediate family here. I have people who are my family. And I remember the ambulance coming and my daughter crying, worrying about me. That, that is scary. That moment is really scary. I was giving up a lot of time, but they were there for me too. And I was in a hospital. I was not able to talk. But they stay in the line and say, okay, we're telling you stories and you, and you better not die. I think that it's really important that we move out of this moment um, uh, and into a moment of reflection uh, and thinking about what this decade of austerity has done to our local social infrastructures and what uh, uh, injection of funds and support um, can do to a centre like Aisha's centre, to a small psychotherapy business like uh, SWADS for communities. I think, I think there's a moment of hope here, um, but it takes investment in the communities that um, have uh, gotten us through.